listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 It is Trey Lance of North Dakota State who had his second pro day ahead of the draft late next week. He's projected to be a top 10 pick in the upcoming draft. Okay, first let's start with the Vegas odds, the betting odds on who's going to go number three. And this year the draft starts at number three uh, with almost certainty with Trevor Lawrence and almost certainty with Zach Wilson, number three, San Francisco. Who's it going to be? And McKenzie, uh, I'm going to read the latest odds I have. If anything's updated, let me know. Uh, Justin Fields is the favorite still, plus 100. So even money to be the third pick. Mac Jones, the second favorite, plus 150. 100 wins you 150. And then Trey Lance, plus 225. Now, that's been a movement towards Lance. He was plus 550 not that long ago. So... Uh, it seems predictable, Jonas, that when there's a quarterback in the news, people are thinking, huh, 49ers are there. Oh, we heard about the report with the coach or the former player from Washington that was coaching him up a little bit. It seems like there's a lot of smoke saying maybe Trey Lance. What do you think of the merit of it to the 49ers? I'm, at this point, if if every time a guy has a pro day, we're just going to start adjusting the line, that would lead me to believe that this is more of – well, for entertainment purposes, you know, see if we can if we can have a little bit of a I, I don't know what his second pro day would have done that would warrant any sort of movement whatsoever. If he well, went out and just had an awful pro day, I get it. But I mean, this couldn't, is, you, you, couldn't know. you make the case, though, the 49ers being so hands on with his pro day is, is certainly not a sign of disinterest. Right. It's a sign of interest because, I mean, let's think of the opposite. The other extreme would be. They don't carry as a second pro day. They don't attend it. Wouldn't that look really poorly to the thought that they want them? I, I see. I don't know because I, I don't know what showing up to these pro days does. You'll you'll hear you'll see a lot of teams that show up to pro days or show up to workouts that know they have no chance at actually being able to draft that guy because he's already going to be gone. So maybe they're looking at some other players that are that are out there working out with him. So I, I I don't know whether or not I should read too much into that. Yeah, now unless I'm mistaken, I I think today was just isolated with him, but but maybe I'm wrong about that. Did you see the report? I think it came from ESPN on the uh, former Washington quarterback that the Shanahan's. Uh, I think Beck's his name. John Beck. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. You want to you want to share that with us? I only know that he, I know he's been working with quarterbacks, and I think there was some sort of a correlation that they tied in that John Beck, who knows the Shanahan's uh, or worked with the Shanahan's, uh, has been working with Trey Lance as well too. That that's that's what I gathered from from the report. So my understanding is just a little variation of that, which was. Uh, Lance has his quarterback coach. It wasn't Beck, but they asked the 49ers, Lance, would you let Beck coach you up for a few weeks? And I guess it's been upwards of, uh, I think, six, actually. And then what they had him uh, work on is what they wanted to see today. So it did feel mighty hands-on. And from what I'm hearing, and Mike Lombardi, who is, you know, Lombardi's the type, uh, friend of the show, and a uh, real good guy, but he's a uh, you know connected, a media guy now, and he is strongly saying that there is one. He says Justin Fields is not going to be the pick for the 49ers, and uh, Colin talked about this today also from Lombardi. Um, 
number two, he's saying that Shanahan very much wants Mac Jones. Ultimately, it's his decision. But there's contingents within the 49ers that want Trey Lance. And this was an act of, hey, I'm keeping an open mind. So it kind of makes sense if this is true that Shanahan feels strongly about Mac Jones. Odds are very good it's going to be Mac Jones. But for people in the building that want Trey Lance, hey, show them respect, really get involved in his workout, and then make your decision. Everyone's happy, plus you've gained some intel. I'm not saying for sure that's the case, but it seems like everything would fit. That uh, If that were the case, it seems like all the evidence fits. Yeah, and, and this, uh, just in thinking about what the 49ers are going to do, I've gone back and forth on this, so I'm following along with these media reports, and my I'm being swung in one direction or the other, because if you ask me a week ago, I would have said Mac Jones is the pick. You ask me uh, over the weekend, I'd say it was Justin Fields. You ask me now, maybe where there's smoke, there's fire, maybe it is uh, Trey Lance as being the guy who's going to go number three. I really think it's up in the air. Maybe that's an indicator why the odds are so close. I just, if, if I were looking at it right now, I just feel like Justin Fields is going to be the guy. But I, who the hell knows at this point? I mean, this well, has been bizarre. It's a good tease because right before 650, I'm going to make us better than 50-50, Jonas. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> we are straight out of Vegas. I'm RJ Bell. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay, so here's the question. And on the herd, a good point was made that, wait a minute, 49ers hired their GM a few years ago, and it was like, no leak. And then it was like, okay, they were going to do this trade, no leak before. And then now, all of a sudden, they're picking Mac Jones, but it's leaked multiple places, seemingly, to Shafter. What's going on? And Colin felt like there was no rhyme or reason for that. I'm going to give you three reasons that I believe that the leak, if the 49ers are planning to pick Mac Jones, why they would want it out there. Okay. And I want to get your thoughts after each one of these, Jonas. All right. Number one, there's a theory in communications and persuasion, which is if you're going to do something shocking, the sooner that you get it out there, the more normal it becomes. And I think we can think of things politically. We can think of a lot of stuff that if you release something as a rumor, oh, he might pick some, you know, person for the Supreme Court you wouldn't expect, you know, someone maybe that's not evidently qualified or whatever. And then if it gets out, there's a big uproar, but everyone's like, well, we don't really know if it's true. And then a month later it happens, but no one has a lot of rage left because they kind of let half of the rage out if they were against it, half the rage out before My first thought, number one, is if you're going to do something shocking, and let's just use an example. Let's say that um, uh, LeBron was going to retire. First of all, no idea that's going to happen at all. All In fact, I'd make a major bet it won't. But if he was going to retire and he was worried about people being shocked, what would he do? He'd have a person or two whispering a few reporters, hey, LeBron's questioning if he wants to keep playing. It's going to lead SportsCenter. It's going to lead FSR. And then everyone's going to say, huh, I wonder, I wonder. A couple weeks later, he retires. The the bombshell effect is diminished greatly. And the 49ers, this is a shocking pick. This is a pick that a lot of people are flabbergasted by, thus to seed the ground. 
get it out there early, get everyone talking about it, because if it happens on draft night, what's going to be the reaction? Yep, that leak was right. It won't be, oh, my God, what are they doing? Thought number one, Jonas. Yeah, no, and I do think that's a tactic that's used uh, used in sports, especially. Uh, I remember Les Miles when he was the coach at LSU. Um, it was going into one of their last games the year before he got fired. Uh, there were rumblings that he was going to be let go. The, uh, he had his coach's show. There were people there that were crying at LSU at his coach's show because they heard the rumors. And then all of a sudden, the SID comes out and says, oh, no, no, we weren't planning on, uh, on getting rid of uh, Coach Miles. He's here to stay. And then he was fired about four games into the next season. It was almost like a heat check to see what the reaction would be. And then he pulled back a little bit until they had no choice the following season. So I do think that is a a real tactic and is probably one that's being used here also. Well, I get a good grade from Jonas on that one. Okay, now point number two, we're straight out of Vegas, is you want to see how he responds. Because obviously, even if you're strongly inclined to that pick, you haven't made it yet. If he somehow got hurt badly, you might not make it. But what happens if he starts freaking out in the media? If someone says, you should, you know, you don't have a strong arm, he starts screaming at him. I think in general, you get the spotlight. Mac Jones, as much as he was in the spotlight as a national championship quarterback, this NFL spotlight's a different thing. And the spotlight has been on him at his pro day and all that, a lot more than it would have been. And how he reacts to that, there's only upside to see that. So I don't think it's so much they're worried about how the public's reacting. They're going to do what they think is right, the 49ers, though they w- will want to seed the ground, as we said, I think. But I think for to see how he reacts, though not as big of a factor, why not? Why not see? Because you don't want to find out how he does in the spotlight after you've made the pick. Yeah, it's like telling someone they got the job before they actually sign the paperwork and they're not signing the paperwork for a couple of weeks. You know, oh. what are, what do they do in that two week period with knowing they're gonna be the guy? What do they do in that two week period as they approach the official job? Can you trust them in that period? And so far I think if that's the case he's passed with flying colors. Especially as the scrutiny and I think you made a great example there, but in this case it'd be a high profile job in which the scrutiny is yeah. gonna be a different level that they've never faced before. And finally Finally, and I said this one before, I think it's important, but it's, you know, it's the smaller one, I think, is show commitment to him. Because if he got a surprise on draft night, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, I got picked. He's going to feel great about it. But if it's the 49ers saying, you're our guy, or if he gets picked, I'm not saying they're telling him, but if he gets picked, and since it's been leaked now for six weeks, he's going to think, oh, I was their pick all along. And to me, if you're making a commitment to someone, you might as well make them feel good about the depth of that commitment beyond the millions of dollars. I think in general, it, it, it serves no purpose to make it seem like it was a close call. From this beginning, it was Mac Jones. We came up to get you three number ones. You're the man. And I'm Kyle Shanahan saying that you're the man. So you know it counts. I think there's something there, too. Yeah, no, I would agree. Uh, also, uh, we've seen John Gruden get some heat because he compliments and flirts with every quarterback. I mean, at least, you know, they're letting him know you're our guy, despite what everybody else says. We know it's a surprise to everybody else. Uh, so if it ends up being Mac Jones, the fact that way ahead of time, they let it be known to the world and publicly that this is the guy we're interested in. Not only that, but we're willing to trade up all of this to go and acquire you to show the confidence we have in you to be our next quarterback. I think that would benefit him as well, too. 
I agree. Three for three. Well, Mackenzie, who is the <laughs> first cousin of Kyle Shanahan, true story. What do you think of my three? I love it. I love the idea of revaluing Jones in the eyes of the public. It's not shocking now when you say Jones is going to go number three. March 30th, it definitely was. So it's a, it's a way to sanitize it to the meat, to the, to the past public. And imagine how shocking it would have been if there was no leak at all and people were thinking Jones is going 15th. It would have right. been <laughs> it would have been the only thing people are talking about. Take it. To, well, now, they saw it happen. They saw it happen with Trubisky, right? It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. So, but Trubisky was. I mean, you, you mean in that 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 it was a surprise pick, Trubisky, or that it was not? yes, surprise surprise pick out of nowhere, and everybody said, "What the hell are they doing?" At least this way, we might not have recovered from it. it. Be known. Yeah, <laughs> he might not have recovered. Now, here's what we got to do. Now that it's been said here, listen to the other shows, and I think we're going to hear this a little bit in the next, a little bit more than a little bit in the next couple of days. That's my prediction. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A couple of big-time moves for the Nets, obviously, over the past couple of years, and they've built a super team. But unfortunately, they have run into a little bit of a rut here, and they lose 109-107 to the Miami Heat on Sunday night. So let's do a thought experiment. If the only thing you cared about, and you were the decision maker, if the only thing you cared about was winning an NBA title, what parts of Brooklyn's recent past concern you? I would make the case only one. And I'm not even sure that, well, no, I'll make the case of one. And that one is that the big three are not going to have an opportunity to play together sufficiently before the playoffs in order to have the cohesion and the the comfort level that you'd want from the big three. Otherwise, I look at Durant and I think, this injury, he's out. It's it's precautionary. No one thinks he's really hurt. What they're saying is these games don't matter. And I don't like it as a fan, but I'm not concerned about it as a better or as a backer of the Nets. Kyrie, yeah, his history in the playoffs is to get hurt and whatever, but I don't see any injuries with him that worry me. And Harden is a rock typically. Not right now, but typically. If the big three are there, I think the Nets are the clear favorite. If they're not, I don't, you know, they're clearly not the favorite. Even if one of them's out, they're clearly not the favorite. Lakers are the same thing. If they have both guys, not necessarily the favorite, but that's a battle if it's Nets and Lakers. But if one guy's out or they're big two, forget about it. So if anything, I think more than any year I can remember, Jonas, the NBA title is probably going to be decided by fluky type injuries because if both Nets and Lakers are healthy, I think it's going to be a hell of a battle. If one key player is hurt on either team, I think that Philadelphia or whomever has the better chance, and Philly would be my you know favorite there, though the odds say Milwaukee. 
What do you think of this? Well, I, I was also just in talking about, and I would agree with you just from the standpoint, if they're not able to build that continuity with each other when they get into the postseason, that could be an issue. And and that sort of dovetails off, you know, the availability aspect of it, the injuries, they're seemingly banged up. Kyrie's got his own issues. I've wondered about this, though, over the past you know week or so. Who's the least valuable member of the big three? Like, if, if, if Vegas were handicapping the Nets going into the postseason without either Durant or without Harden or without Kyrie Irving, which one could they is, is yeah, I would less say Ky- likely to hurt them? I, I would guess. say Kyrie. Yeah. And that's that's a personal opinion, I, but I, I think the odds would back that, or, you know, the adjustments would back that up. Though I would make the case, Harden and Kyrie, remember, when the trade happened, it wasn't like the Nets went to be the favorite. There was a lot of skepticism. There's only one ball. They're going to play defense. What yeah. we've seen is Harden and Kyrie play well together. We haven't seen enough with Durant and Harden to know for sure, though they've got a history, but that's a long, long time ago. So let's do this. We're straight out of Vegas. Let's take a quick look-see at the two games tonight and then my best bet in the NFL. Yeah, it's an ESPN doubleheader tipping off a little over a half hour from now. It's the Warriors at the 76ers right now on pregame.com. Philly is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. How macho, how manly must you be, Jones, to say, let's take a look-see at that. See, that's just total (laughs) confidence right there. Okay, interesting here. I mean, Steph Curry... By accounts I respect, Bill Simmons among them in the NBA, best he's ever played. Last nine games, he's averaged 40 points per game, 4-0. Now, you look at Embiid, Embiid's a monster. He's playing exceptionally well. Uh, Mackenzie, you got the uh, 36-minute on Embiid? Yes, number one in the league, 33.5 points per 36. And didn't you say that, that somehow the 28 points was the threshold that, that Kobe never went past? Yeah, he only had that one season above 28. And he's and five th- points above that. Yep, five points. Sixth all-time in history. Only behind Wilt, Harden, and uh, Giannis. Wow. Giannis? Giannis had that many points per game? Per, per 36 last year, yeah. Wow. Killer season. Except when the playoffs came. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, what's fascinating to me, Jonas, is the fact that Embiid's been killing it since he came back, but Jokic has surged. Remember, we made our bet on Jokic, minus 200. He surged when I gave it out just a few days ago, minus 200 on Jokic to win the MVP. Now it's minus 325. I'm not saying there's any connection, but you can judge that, Jonas. Um, and then quickly, if we look at the <laughs> if we look at the Phoenix and Milwaukee, I find it interesting. The line's three here, so they're saying Milwaukee is the better team because home court's down a little bit without you know with less fans, and it is no it is noteworthy in that Pacific Division odds that we have the twelve to one ticket on, and a lot of our listeners do too. The Suns are right around Pickham with the Clippers. And you, you're saying, well, they're up big. Why is that? Well, in the division, it's because of the strength of schedule coming up. It's going to be a real tough road for the Suns. Yeah, and uh, you've also, RJ, got a best bet on the NFL draft as well, too. We have promised a winner as we approach the draft. It is next week here on Fox Sports Radio, so it is best bet time from RJ Bell, the voice of Vegas. This one's simple. Mac Jones to be the number three pick in the draft. And here's why. Plus 150, by the way. 100 wins you 150. Underdog payoff. Here's why. Mike Lombardi said it in a way that you got to know how to listen to the guys. I listen to Lombardi a lot. He, When he knows something, he says it a certain way. He know, No personal info from him on this one. He knows something here. Mac Jones plus 150. And remember, 
early in the show, if you didn't listen, listen to the podcast, we explained why San Francisco would leak if they're picking Mac Jones. If they're not picking Mac Jones, why would they leak that they are? There's no rhyme or reason to that. That's the killer for me that says it's Mac Jones. Thus, best bet, Mac Jones, plus 150 to be the third pick of San Francisco. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.